20 to life. Yo, excuse me, Miss Lynn. Yeah. Have you ever seen a show with a couple on the mic with bad content and it don't come out right? We tight. They ain't never tight. And that's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight on this very mic, you're about to hear. We, we swear, swear the, the best, best podcast of the year. So, so. Here we go. Scream Bravo. Also, also if you, you didn't, didn't know, this is our show. Hey, I like that. Life. Here's America 20 to Life. We're happy to have you all here. We got a good number of people in here today, yeah, right now, checking us out. Um, just so everybody knows, we usually go on about five minutes early, sometimes 10 minutes early, just to get people in, you know, so we can start off with some people in the show. Um, Today so we talking interactive. Yeah. So I just wanted to say I want to retouch on something I said just a second ago. If you're in this live and you want to be able to comment so that we can see you, do not start a watch party. Share it to your page, but come back here. Do not start a watch party. Or otherwise, we can't see your comments and we want to be able to get everybody's comments answered. And we want yeah. you to be a part of the show, as well as the fact that Matt Brown uh, entrepreneur and loan officer is going to be coming on later today about 8:45 to talk all things finance. This guy is stellar, 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 stellar when it comes to fixing credit. I mean, building your stuff up so that you can get a house loan, car loan, any type of, I mean, he knows he about all, all types of finance or all types of uh, loans out here for people to be able to get a hold of. If you're trying to start a small business, all that. So today is the finance show. Yeah, money. What you, what you got, babe? What you thinking? Ooh, y'all hear that rain out there? Yeah, it's beautiful. Ain't nothing <laughs> like a spring rain, right? At nighttime, too. Give it to us at night. Yeah, I gave like it at a, night better. Gave yeah. us a pretty day yes. and then kicked us in with the light, with the uh, with the with the sounds at night. A little thunder. Yeah, so it looks like we got some first time people we here. The, should we do the quiet storm type of? <laughs> I swear, I knew we, you were about to do we that. Got the quiet storm. <laughs> I can't. This is I don't the think my quiet voice, storm. I don't think my voice is America too twenty to life. No, 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 no. It is supposed to storm pretty bad though. I don't know if you guys heard. They're they're talking about there might be hail and and possibly a tornado. Hail, no hail. <laughs> I literally we were talking about it with our with our coworkers today, and everybody's like, it's kind of weird though because it's really nice out and this and then. They're talking about the baromic pressure and all this stuff and i'm barometric like, pressure oh my bad barometric i don't know is it barometric i don't know how he said i just that, that sounded right it felt wrong when i said it so <laughs> the weather was so nice today i went out and got my fishing poles together Dead, cleaned, them and cleaned up, it all. all nice got them sitting yeah. in the corner right back here if you look there's my uh, fishing poles back there i can social distance and fish you can that's actually a really good idea fishing yeah. is something that you can do it's, it's allowed Man, yesterday's show was amazing. I don't know how many of y'all got to catch that, but Dr. Buchanan came on and touched on all things mental health. It was amazing. I actually had my, uh, my, uh, uh, which, what do you call it? My therapy session or uh, some yeah. days it's a life coaching session with her yeah. today. And it you felt amazing. Testimony. Yeah, it felt amazing. We got to talk through everything. She was really excited to be able to come on and help out and talk to the people. We put together on the post that was on our Facebook page all of the things that she had talked about, all the links yep. to go to, 
um, to sign up for so if, if you, you want to caught, find help. Yeah, if you caught yesterday's show, one of the main ones, um, she had talked about psychology today. If you don't know how to find, you know, a therapist, a counselor, or, you know, which one, um, I put the link up for that. She strongly, you know, referred that because she said it's got, you know, bios, pictures. Um, you can search by location. It's got insurance information. So really good resource. And then she talked about the five love languages. So um, I linked that up so you can, you know, read it. It's, it's a good article. There's um, the test. You can actually take the test so you know which love language you are. Um, what else did I put in there? Um, I try to put everything. And then when we have the YouTube, I'll put even more, you know, what we actually talked about, some of the things that she touched on. But if you didn't catch last night's show, please go on to YouTube and watch it. It was a good one. It was a, it was just, it was amazing. A lot of resources, great conversation. Yeah, it was I awesome. loved it. So one thing I've noticed, I, I want to talk about some of the news that's going on today. We, they got to talking about the hydrochloric, what is it? Hydrochloric? Hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. And we've all heard that hydroxychloroquine is a uh, treatment that they're trying to use for coronavirus and COVID-19. And it's been being used all over the world and very promising. And also, we know that President Trump has really been pushing this. And we kind of didn't understand why, because Dr. Fauci came on and was talking about how like, whoa, whoa. it wasn't proven. But there's one thing that I've noticed. If anybody's been watching these news briefings is, is, is uh, the orange guy says a lot of things about companies and he names them always names them he'll say we're getting we're getting you know a lot of supplies in from um you know miracor who is giving us uh you know ample amount of things that we need and he makes they're, sure to use like their full government yeah their rent well not just their full government name. what i was going to say is like he almost tells us their stock name too mm -hmm. it's like s p 500 uh such and such and such and such it's like this dude has been pressing the stock market from the beginning with this thing, whether or not he's trying to benefit from it or not. But what we now seen is they're saying that that Trump has a stake in this hydro hydroxychloroquine. hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. You're saying he has like a, some a small interest. But what's small when you're talking millions well, of dollars? Well, small interest for a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, like, so they're calling it. He's but got a hundred million dollars. He, he's in got some company. small interests. I, I, I read it um, in one of the manufacturers, one of the major manufacturers. And then also uh, some of his big donors, top donors um, also have stakes in it. So there's some conflict of interest there. And, and it, it kind of sucks because you know, if you don't know what hydroxychloroquine is, it's it's an existing medication. It's been used for a really long time since actually World War II. Um, it's an anti-malarial drug. And then more recently, it's used for a lot of lupus patients um, or rheumatoid arthritis. So it's already being used. And then when they found out that this was, you know, a possible, again, possible <laughs> treatment for COVID, um, of course, that's great news, but they wanted to just make sure we don't want it to be dangerous, et cetera. But Trump came out and it was he was just really strongly like this is why and everybody was wondering like why are you going so hard on this and it caused shortages for people that were already using it and all types of issues and then today it hit the news about this morning that now they're finding that there's some conflict of interest well, there. Good old so. Trump, Christian, God-fearing Trump, huh? You know, I, I we, we know he ain't doing nothing. Something skeptical. that I always say is I'm like, you know, even when I, cause I can give credit where credit is due if the, if something's good. And I said, I hope this Look works. Look my nephew do, on but... there. What's up, boy? <laughs> yeah, what's up, Ty? Ty, so Ty. I, I said, you know, if it works, I'm glad I want it to work. You know, I'll, I'll take it. I'll give credit where credit's due. But I always say about Trump, that man doesn't do anything that isn't self-serving in some way. And yeah. so this just kind of further cemented my, my feelings. On in that. other news though. <laughs> Woman released from hospital after shooting on Lansing's West Side. So whoever who heard about this thing, it was a uh, 
road rage incident and the woman followed the girl home and shot her i guess she got shot in the neck yeah yeah on her doorstep hell is wrong with people she said she got out the car went up to the door and felt pain and realized that she got shot and the woman drove off drove off (laughs) she's a bitch that happened there was also i think a high speed chase or something like that i feel like i saw today uh, this is all um, in like the the last twelve hours, y'all. Well, people losing their mind. And I guess tonight is a is a uh, full moon too, and it's supposed to be a red full moon or a pink full moon. <laughs> they call that. I don't know. I'm standing. So in the yeah, house. that's what it is. Foreign custody after armed home invasion leads to pursuit. Because somebody was saying that. Um, I, I saw it earlier while I was at where I was taking a break. You know, I was at work and. They're like, yeah, there's all these police, you know, flying down the street and blocking this off and this and that. And they were going fast. And I, I never found out what happened. Yo, well, before I became before I became a first responder, I can remember like every time I seen an ambulance go by, I wanted to follow it to see what was on the other end of it. And what I come to find out after doing the job is that most likely it was some BS call. There was like a drunken disorderly that a medic had to go to. So every time you see police officers or ambulances riding code, which is with all the lights and sirens on, it doesn't mean that there's something crazy on the other end of it. Now, that's just not to say that there ain't a bunch of craziness going on in the city, but that's that does not mean always that on the other end of it is like a suicidal person that's barricaded and yeah, all types of craziness. Like it's not like First 48 or live PD that you see on TV. It's see, just now like, I just turn on the scanner. I have, have you never heard of it? Yo, I don't even know under, if I should turn you guys on to it. I've understood but. criminals, yo. Like, what criminal doesn't have the scanner app on their phone? <laughs> There's never it. a time I'm going to be running from the police and I'm not going to have my scanner app up. So if I'm wrong, it's like I, there's been times where I've been listening to the scanner and I've heard them say, you know, we have such and such black male walking through with hoodie on through, uh, you know, Lafayette Street. And it's like, yo, you don't hear that they clocking you, B. Get the hell up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like. Just, just, criminals are idiots. I'm just gonna be honest, you like, except for Donald Trump, he's a smart criminal <laughs> for the most part. Him and all his cronies are really smart. Yeah. But one of the comments right off the bat from Mitch is, "You mean our pres is selling us out?" Pretty much. Yeah, I, think I, he I, is. I, I feel like that is like a common thread here, man. I think he is, man. Yeah, I really do. You know, the way the thing this thing went like from the beginning, it was like, I mean, little old me, you know, just Mike from Lansing. Is saying we need to shut everything down from the borders to the planes. Nothing else needs to come in here. And while I'm saying that, Trump is on TV saying this is just like the flu. It's nothing. We don't have anything to worry about. I mean, of course, he's he's trying to protect the Dow Jones. But I mean, come on, man. Of course, he's selling us a bill of goods. It's ridiculous. It's just it's so it was just so reckless and so dangerous to to do that. And like I said, it's that self-serving aspect for the first like few weeks when all this was going on, I I knew that it was worse than what was being said and even that he was saying. And he's saying, oh, you know, some people, they, they're fine. They even, you know, go to work and all this and that. And I'm over here immunocompromised. You no, know, a lot of people are like, no, please don't tell people to go to work. I'm mad at work already when people come in sick. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to stay in my office today. I don't need to be out near anybody because you're hacking and, you know, coughing. And this guy's like, we're going to open the country back up in a week. I'm like, no, I don't Man, think. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I like to think positively, too. I would love yeah. for the country to open up. Back. I mean, I'm losing my daggone mind sitting in the house all day. But I mean, I want to live, though. I'd rather see the yeah. country, you know, how the country's going to be doing a year from now. I was talking to my doctor about this today, though. It's like. I'm trying to wrap my mind around what our new normal is going to be. We know that what was before wasn't what's going to be, you know, like everything 
has been changed and it's and it's been pushed to a you know everything is now this it's this lives and people on you know working from home and so on so nothing's going to ever be able to go back because all the things that they used to tell us that wouldn't work are they're now forced to to show work mm -hmm. and now it's going to be like the dysfunction that we lived in prior will not be anymore so i'm actually lightweight hopeful to see what the future holds as far as how this new world is going to look you know what i'm saying it's, it's amazing to see what type of action can happen when it has to it's amazing to see what kind of money our country will come up with when something you know it's like this you know stimulus package comes out and all of a sudden you know this is happening and then you see all the insurance companies blue cross blue shield cigna paying for all covid related treatments and paying for so all these things are happening and you're like wow up to this point, it's like none of that was ever possible. Yeah, it wasn't possible. So we're seeing, hmm, maybe there are a lot more possibilities when it comes to taking care of the American people uh, right. than we've been being told. So mom says, not my president. Look at the people behind him. They are the experts. I understand. I completely agree. And this is what I said. I said this prior to. I always watch the people behind him and their reactions to what he's saying. And I also listen to him. And this is why I do. When he's talking about certain things, because... He's such an ignoramus that he says things that he's not supposed to say. Although it's almost like if somebody told Donald Trump that there was aliens, he would definitely tell us in a news briefing on accident. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he'd call the alien by name, like trapezoid, such and such and such told me like that's how idi idiotic he is. And he wouldn't even know he's doing it, but he would just say so. <laughs> he just can't help himself. I do pay attention to what he's saying because he lets us know things that we're not supposed to know. It's almost like. And I, I always say, like, it's like how parents, like, when there's devastating news that the little kids, we don't want them to know. So we kind of beat around <laughs> the bush about telling them things or we try to hide the conversation. Donald Trump has no he has none of that inside of him. So I do have to agree with that, because that is that is something that I've literally seen. I don't know if you guys have watched any briefings. You can Google this, but there's a video and there's a video of Dr. Fauci standing behind him and. Trump had called, he referred to, he was talking and he said the term deep state. <laughs> and Dr. Fauci, literally, he's just very poised. And all of a sudden, he literally just rubs so his So he face went really away hard. from the whole plan that he put in place for us not to touch our faces. Yes. Just to grab his face to tell Trump you're a freaking idiot. He just couldn't. And you could tell that he was trying to stifle it. You could tell that it, they're literally standing there probably telling themselves, don't make a face, don't make a face, don't look, you know, in any way. And he just couldn't help himself because he used, he just used that term. Like, who does that? I laughed so hard because I'm like, that's why I believe what you're saying is true. I yeah. saw it happen. He's an idiot. I mean, yeah. ultimately he just is. But I, it's, it's, so let me, let me say this too, that, because this is important. Is he an idiot or does he really have some type of dementia or early stage dementia or Alzheimer's? Because, I was reading something they were talking about some doctor who talks about uh, or not so, who studies like dementia and so on and so forth and how early stages of it shows in people. And they were saying like his 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 non-ability to use words like when he talks about these words, when he says these words like great or outstanding and he'll say these things that explain something in such a, a kindergarten fashion like and he'll say it over and over again. And then he can't his his uh inavailability to write answer a question correctly or answer the question at all for some reason that is something they've talked about is like stages of early yeah. stage dementia. like basically diminished capacity Correct. you know his cognitive abilities are being affected and i don't know it's like you know the petty part of me is like no he's just an idiot but you know that 
that definitely could be something. There is something to that. And there's a lot of experts that are saying that. So nephew, nephew D'Angelo, who's actually at Western Michigan University studying videography. Yeah, it's hail. I don't know if you guys can hear that, it's but that's, that's hail. hail. <laughs> that's hail. It's pretty I mean, It's crazy out there right now. <laughs> Baby, go get the guns. The world's ending. <laughs> You know what? The guns ain't going to save it. Anyways, D'Angelo says, feel like there is definitely a new world order that might be coming. No doubt this virus is a test and there is an underlying plan to create a new social norms. I don't know, nephew. I don't want to say that this was something, but we don't. We just don't never know. Well, here's what I would say to that. Virus, whatever you want to believe about that, etc. But as far as there being an underlying plan to create new societal norms, oh, for sure. I absolutely believe in the fact that People in power and when there's systemic things going on that are trying to keep certain things at bay and certain people oppressed and marginalized people marginalized, absolutely, they will capitalize on something like this to try to create even worse societal norms. So, I mean, I partially agree with that, nephew. Yeah. So, I mean, that's I mean, that's definitely I can't put it past them Mm -mm. to use this Mm -hmm. as a way to. So, like, that's another thing that's been in the news greatly is that the impact on the minority or black, I shouldn't even say minority, but the black community has been so impacting. This has impacted us more than any other per capita, any other race. But there's multiple things to go and play with that. You know, it's not like we're more susceptible to it. It's more or less like our economic, social um, surroundings and what we're what we're living in and the times that we're living in and that's really made it something that we yeah. are more susceptible access to, to care uh, i don't think they dropped it off in cabrini greens in chicago hoping <laughs> that somebody got sick but you know everything else that's surrounding how we live is making it you know really tough for us and then you got to think about the healthcare system and we're talking about new york city where they were talking about how you know they're going to pick and choose who lives or who dies because they don't have enough ventilators ain't no way am i you couldn't tell me not for one second that if it's you know a black man coming in there who may look like whatever they believe is not somebody deserving of it, that we're going to be somebody that's not going to get it. I can guarantee that. I mean, that's you don't have to be a brilliant person to understand there, that biases can come into play when you're talking yeah. about who's going to survive or who can't or this who's going to whatever the case is. This is horrifying, you know, in so many ways and so many levels. Like you just keep, you know, that's one aspect of it that we know that the black communities are being hit so hard. And, and there's so many complex layers as to why. And I, you just get so, you know, frustrated because you already know these things are going on. You know, these inequities exist. You know, it's happening. And, you know, people are trying to change it, et cetera. And then something like this happens and it all it does is magnify those things. The mag, It magnifies the cracks and the flaws in our systems that many of us know already exist. I was reading a story yesterday about, um, you know, ICE and, and the situation there. And it just breaks my heart that there's people, you know, dying or, you know, because they don't want to be deported. And, and we're allowing that to happen as a country. And these are just things that everybody kind of knows is happening. But, you know, everybody just kind of mentally discards it because there's so many other things going on. And, and that, those are just a couple, you know, sides to it. Yo, it's so like one thing. I, so like aside from that, like let's think outside the box as this coronavirus thing goes on. Like, let's I, I think about like people that suffer the most. Like, I, what about the club goers? You know, the club goers, the tender guys, those people like I, I mean, people that need those things in their life, like they got to be super suffering right now. The <laughs> the club guys would the club guys, you know, the oomph, 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 oomph. <laughs> those guys that go to the club 
from Wednesday till Sunday. You know, like those type of people or the people who stay in the casino. You know, like I'm saying, those yeah. people are suffering right now, like more than most. I'm an introvert. I don't mind being in the house. I go out maybe once or twice a week, you know, to hang out. I probably really only do a Friday, Saturday, maybe both. Sometimes just when one. feeling real. But outside of that, like I'm in my zone right now, really. Outside yeah. of being able to like hug my dad and hug my son. I think for us, exactly. Not being able to physically spend time with our people and the people that we love and we care about, that's hitting us hard. But like, I don't do the whole need to be out in everybody's face, roaming the streets every single day all the time. So no, yeah, this isn't, all. this isn't that. But for some people it probably is. This is like hell. This is hell horrible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're talking, well, what does she say? Let's see here. The virus is all the black concentrated large cities yeah well it's in all the large cities mm -hmm. and a lot of those large cities in some areas are concentrated by blacks yes that's a fact yeah um yeah so this is the financial day we're going to talk about so how is everybody handling their finances i mean people who are still being paid should be stacking bread right now because you ain't got nowhere to spend it unless you're me and you're spending it online which I already had a problem with that. So I ordered two pair of shoes that are both the same color, same go. type. I didn't wreck. I mean, I realized that they both were black, but one of them had like some glow in the dark a stuff green on stitching it. or green something on it. And then it had three imprints. So I, I wanted this. those to keep those, but I got both of them home and I was like, nah, I'm gonna send them back. But <laughs> what are y'all doing? Like, what are people doing with their money? Are you saving? Are you investing? That's one thing we're going to talk about investing. I mean, this is a perfect time, in my opinion, to invest in the stock market because everything crashed like crazy. So there's a whole lot of things. If you can get on top of something that's going to be new or something that was great and then, excuse me, it dove down and took a real serious dive. I mean, that might be the time to get involved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With the stock absolutely. market. Bitcoin is another one. Bitcoin. I've, I've had Bitcoin in the past and I made. I, I think I invested a hundred bucks in it. And when I sold it, it was worth $380. But Bitcoin yeah. is one that it ranges. So it'll, it'll stay really low and then it'll jump super high. And if you don't catch it at that time, it's like one of those things though with stocks, you don't ever want to just sell out because you don't know what it's going to do. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's something that I'm starting to pay attention to more is stock market. Um, I've got the apps on my phone. I put $50 on my E-Trade account. I haven't touched it yet, but you didn't know that, but I, I put 50 bucks on there. That's not really a lot to do anything with. But if you yeah, put $50 but... a pay period in your in your thing and buy stocks that way, I mean, it's better, in my opinion, it's better than giving your money to somebody else to invest like a 401k where they take your money, invest it where they want to, and then you don't ever have any control over it. So I don't know. Especially, well, I guess if you know the stock, I know a couple of people that really follow and know the stock market and they do, you know, day trading and, you know, they, they follow it. They know the ebbs and flows and Ebbs and, ebbs and flows ebbs and flows i like that yeah i only really hear that term in hydroponic setups the ebb and flow <laughs> the ebb and hydroponic flow setup where the water comes in and then kind of flows out and comes in but, but that, ahead, that is how mean, that is the stock market yeah, though it's it literally it you is. just describe that's why, how but it that's can why be. i know what ebb and flow means okay. because of the, the marijuana industry not yeah. that i'm in it or anything or anything's wrong with it but that's but you know that it. Yeah. But that definitely, if you, if you can verse yourself and make yourself knowledgeable about something like that, then it's definitely worth investing your money in that. So what's how is everybody doing as far as you know how this has impacted you know your your finances, your your investments, or whatever the case may be. Man, I've heard people's four hundred one ks have been taking super dives. I mean, obviously, cryptocurrency most deaf and penny stocks. Yeah, nephew said cryptocurrency most deaf and penny stocks. That's where the world's going, yo. Cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. like 
that's one thing that's been a big scare with it, like how the stock market is dropped the way it has is like the American dollar could lose value or if they revaluate the dollar. That means revaluating a dollar means like anybody who has a million dollars, it could be worth a hundred thousand after they reevaluate revalue the dollars. So that happened in Iraq with the Iraqi Duran back in early two thousands when the war happened and so on and the government fell, the, the Iraqi Duran was revalued and one Duran, which you before would have been worth like the same amount of money as a dollar was now worth like a hundred one dollar was worth like a hundred thousand Iraqi Duran. Mm -hmm. So like that's what revaluing money or re -evalu it never recovered did it no it still hasn't recovered yeah, it and it was recovered. like a big conspiracy that it would eventually revalue and anybody that had some so if it re eventually revalued and if i bought rich. hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of iraqi durand but it's only worth ten dollars in american dollars but they revalued it back to the same as a dollar then i'd be a millionaire like Make right now killing. and that yeah. happened in cryptocurrency when bitcoin first came out bitcoin first came out and it was like a Bitcoin was worth, you could get like 10,000 Bitcoin for $1. But now the Bitcoin is worth $10,000 per one Bitcoin. So it like exactly switched over. Yeah. So anybody who had a bunch of Bitcoin, maybe they spent $1,500 on Bitcoin, became an instant hundred millionaire once, yeah. it, once it valued up to where it went. So that's why cryptocurrency is like the new wave of currency could be so big. And I mean, given... I mean, right now might be the time for cryptocurrency, especially because everything is about to go towards online, like the front, the brick and mortar store where you walk in and buy something at even today as it lays is not what it is. You have to like if you want to buy something from Best Buy, you have to go online, purchase it there. Then you can go to the store and pick it up. So that may just be the new wave. Yeah. I that, think people, it's just opening up doors to a lot of things that are, you know, maybe it just takes down some of the overhead costs and businesses don't want to, yeah. they don't want to go back to the way it was. Because think about you how many employees know. they got to keep at Best Buy to sell maybe 15 things in a, in a day or an hour or so. So if you got to keep all those employees in there, just standing there to answer questions that could be answered online. But then you find out through two months of quarantine, hell, we made way more money, paid less people. This is the way the world is going to move, you guys. Anywhere that's still, you know, considered essential, obviously, or, or open right now, and people are actually buying things from, are going to see whether or not this was a good thing for them as far as how their businesses run or if it's a bad thing. They're Speaking on essential, quick. I went to Quality Dairy yesterday um, to pick up my, my nicotine patches that I'm using to quit smoking. By the way, if anybody sees me, having to spit in this i'm using these little nicotine patches and i'll show you guys or pouches they're called yeah, little pouches. they're called zen this is what it is right here and i've been using these i quit smoking vape well i was quit smoking cigarettes but then i quit started vape which was damn near even worse and then i went to this which is smokeless tobacco and I, anyways i went to quality dairy and there was this lady in there she's probably like 64 years old working the desk and um I bought all this stuff and had to come home and bleach it basically because this woman's hands literally looked like she'd been in her garden all day and then came to work. But I don't believe it was garden dirt. So like, be careful, man. Essential, just because they're essential workers doesn't mean that they understand like how, how much in danger they're, they are. Like, so that's just people in general though, because I think everybody's starting to pay closer attention to people's hands. That's something that I've always kind of done. I notice stinky hands or visually dirty hands oh quite God. often if your hands stink um, you got to be a nasty son of a bitch i have smelled 
grown ass people's hands and i know what dirty hands smell like because i'm a mom moms know what dirty hands smell like get in there and wash your damn hands yes come here wash your hands and all types of i just know so that's why i knew that this was going to be like the whole wash your hands everybody's like who doesn't know how to wash your hands i'm like a lot of people do not know how to properly wash their hands Jeff says, problem with crypto is it's already starting to be regulated, which goes against the original intent of a decentralized currency. Yeah, no, I agree with that, man. I definitely agree with that. Anytime like government and everybody else starts getting their hand on something. People can't have shit. Can't have nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Man. You know what happened? The hood started buying that shit. They was like, hold up. Wait a minute. (laughs) Let me put some taxes in it. Some bitches. Maggio says again, though, that said, there is money to be made in it. That's a fact. You just got to be at the right time, man. Yeah, you just kinda right, kinda, right you got to you know what you're doing a little bit. But I think the fear of like uh, not knowing what you're doing and not knowing all those, you, you definitely want to research. Angela says, last days, there will be one currency for the whole world. That's what I've heard that quite often. Mm, man, are we coming to that time, y'all? Some people saying. Are you ready for it if we do? What do you got to do to get ready for that? I don't know, babe. <laughs> the shit, I don't the, know. How Americans, you got to get toilet paper, I imagine. How Americans took care of it. I mean, I don't even understand. <laughs> yes. If somebody can put in these comments, what in the hell was the whole toilet paper thing? First of all, what I, was that? Yeah. Like, I, what? I get panic buying, but very sp- it wasn't panic buying as in like I wasn't going in stores and seeing canned goods gone and medication and vitamins and even water. It was literally legit toilet paper. Yo, I Why? swear I've, I've literally been racking my brain like I'm thinking back to like all the apocalyptic like move zombie movies. Was there ever a time? And no. you know, and I thought about it, I was like, I've never seen them even take a dump in a movie like that. Not to mention. Like them saying, wow, I just wish I had some toilet paper. Like, no. Or when they're going to scavenger, like buildings that people aren't occupying, they never look for toilet paper. So I just was figuring like that never would have crossed my mind to be the first thing to go grab up was all the damn toilet paper. I don't get it. I, don't I li- understand. It, it's so it's just not. A, there's like a laundry list of things, because if you watch, you know, I love post-apocalyptic movies. I love dystopian movies. By the way, I am legend. I, go watch that. <laughs> yes. We, we talked about that, but, <laughs> but if you ain't seen it. Good. But I love all of that. I love The Walking Dead, all of that. But on my like laundry list of things that I would want in the end of the world, toilet paper really just doesn't like I get it. No. It's you know, it's nice to have it, but I feel like you would figure it out. Yeah, toilet paper uh, definitely ain't it. But I mean, at the end of the day, like even <laughs> if it was something that I was worried about running out of, toilet paper wouldn't be it because like I don't use that much toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't use yeah. enough toilet paper to make it. I just it. feel like there's so many other things that would be of importance. Yeah. Of, you know, besides like that. No, exactly. <laughs> like I mean, food and medication. So and you could just jump in the ammo. shower. <laughs> you could jump in the shower if you really had to bad enough. You could. I mean, there's a ton of things that you could do to take care of the toilet paper issue. Do you know what I'm saying? Any theories out there on, on why people panic bought toilet paper specifically? I couldn't tell I, you. I really don't know. One thing, though, that this brought to my attention, I think me and Mikey were talking about it. One thing that this did bring to my attention is like toilet paper. So in order to use toilet paper and use it correctly, you have to be able to get your hand back there to wipe it, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and this is something that's always bogged my mind. And one day I actually Googled it. I looked it up. I always wondered how people who are obesely overweight wipe their butt after they use the bathroom 
Do you, do you, you have wondered any, the, You wondered I that? I just wondered you know, that. And, and you guys had a combo about it. We had a conversation about <laughs> it. We figured it out. So and, what is it? I need to know. <laughs> so it's a couple things they can do. Sometimes they will use um, a bidet type situation okay. attached to their toilet. Not everybody has a bidet, though. No, but that's what I said. There's a couple things they can do. Or they can use a towel and they, they basically take the towel, put it through their legs, wipe, and then wipe straight back like this and then jump in the shower that's the two things that i've seen but if anybody who is and I, this might be an off topic and may not be it is but, but so what i mean it's intriguing to know i mean there's areas of the body that if you if you have a lot of extra weight on your body you can't get to so sure, how do we deal with those yeah. that's good public information people need to know how to do that i, I guess so. mitch says i guess everyone is full of shit yeah there you go <laughs> i feel that and yes this so and says coffee filters towels leaves i'm just saying it's not on that like top list of i, I just feel like you would figure it out yes yes you know i <laughs> I, I got so fulfilled the other day i was walking through myers and i was in the coffee section and this old man he had a world war ii hat, hat on and he was riding his little cart and um, he was like uh, looking for something. You could tell he was looking for something. Even if he found what he was looking for, he wouldn't have been able to get up out of that cart to get it. Um, he's just really old guy. So I asked him what he was looking for. And he said coffee filters. And just by luck, I, I looked over and there was these coffee filters there and it had a four on it. And they were like Meyer brand. It had a four on it. He was like, yes, four. That's what I needed for. He was all excited. I just felt so I mean, I just, He's I don't know, I got this thing for old people. I don't know what it is. He made his day. <laughs> I got this thing for I just can't, I, it just makes me feel like they're, they just, you know, like the life that they've led up to the point where they're now kind of helpless. Mm -hmm. Just, you just look at him and you know that that guy was like some bad, super badass 40 or 50 years I, ago. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he was some super World War II badass vet that, you know, like just, it's just crazy now that, you know, that that's the yeah. situation with somebody. So I try to help anytime I can. So on the flip side of that, I, I have like a, a funny story to tell on that because <laughs> I, had a, I had a conversation with my mom one time and sis, you might know, or my brother might be able to attest. She might have told them the same thing. But there was one time where I, I, had, I kind of got into a little bit of a verbal, you know, spat, if you will, with with an elderly woman because she was being very rude and disrespectful to my mom. And so I, you know, kind of let her know, you're not going to speak to my mom like that, you know? Yeah. Mitch, that's gross, too, by the way. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> oh, my gosh, please, Mitch, excuse him. But after I got into it, I told my mom, I said, Mom, I feel so bad because she was old, you know? And my mom said, you know what? It don't matter how old they are. You don't know what kind of person they were when they were young. They and that so always stuck yeah. with me. I laughed so hard because my mom is the sweetest lady ever. But when she she goes, she they basically they could have been a jerk. You don't know. They're yeah. just old now. When now we, she's an old jerk. Well, think <laughs> about this, though. Like back in the 60s, which would have been 60 years ago. Um, those people were racist in there. You know, I think about like fire departments and police departments. Right. And some of those people who were brand new kids on the department in the 1960s would have been retiring in the early 2000s. They mm -hmm. would have been wielding hoses on black people and all types of stuff. That, that's absolutely true. And so those I, same I people mean, was somebody's captain or somebody's engineer. Or but to that point, the that, yeah, that, that always stuck with me because I'm like, you you know, you're, you're kind of. That's right. the dangers really of Donald Trump, too, is like reinciting all of this race war type of stuff because you're we were almost grown out of that. We almost grew out of that generation of people that was felt brazen to be racist or to be out here like that. 
And then now this dude's like bringing on more homegrown racism that's out in the open now. Just kind like, of emboldening it. Yeah, you kind of felt like we were evolving and moving away from it. And what you try to do is you try to like turn the tide and you've got more people that are evolving and maturing and, and you know, it's going to be generationally phased out. But yeah. instead we're getting like brand new generations that are like. But they're still nervous though. They're still nervous to come out too much. I mean, they'll come out like and say all that stuff if there's some rally going on, but you don't really see it too much. I mean, they should much. be. Yeah. I, I fight old people. It's fine. Do yeah. what you got to do. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, um, again, back to the finances. We'll get off all the jerky talk. And back to the finances. We're going to be bringing Matt on, Coach Brown on in about what time is it? 10 minutes you guys so we're gonna yeah, bring him on we're gonna talk oh, finances wow. definitely stay tuned for that some things i learned like so small business loans there was the sba grant that just came out yeah it was ten thousand dollars and it was basically a, a grant to keep businesses just free in line money, if you don't know free money is. basically what it was and all you had to do was like sign up for this thing and it was part of the part of the stimulus package and they had a billion dollars i think it was a billion or ten billion dollars to give out and which eventually turned out to be like one million people, one million small businesses could get this grant. And it was basically like, I mean, the small businesses that they were saying is like self proprieties. Like if you were just your own business, just one person, mm-hmm. you could get it. Or if you had up Employee, to like 500 was, employees. Uh, yeah, five, 500 employees or less. And it was an application process that really wasn't all that. I mean, there was basically guidelines, something you had to follow, you know, within those guidelines. But it was free money, meaning you get it to try to stay afloat, try to pay employees. Um, to purchase things, to keep yourself to, to where you can stay afloat, to come out of this right on the other side. Now that actually ended, what was it? I think March 31st was the cutoff. And then they actually gave them out today. So they gave them out today. There's a list in the city pulse, I think ran an article. Yeah, There was a ton out. of businesses right here yeah. in Lansing that got that. Now, I guess there was a million, million of these grants to go around based off of how much they were and how much they were given. There was a million of them to go around. And I think something like a hundred of them here in Lansing got it. Yeah. Like over the Lansing area got that loan. So what I'm saying, I say that to say this, like Matt knows about all of this type of stuff. It's crazy. You you know, it's crazy how uneducated we are as a normal people just not know this type of stuff is out here and available and nobody makes it their point to put it out to us. And that's why I wanted to bring Matt on, because I watch his stuff when he talks on his own lives on his page. I pay attention to the things that he says when he, when we were going to go buy a house through him, which was back in 2017. I mean, we went in there, both of us with like very mediocre credit, not enough mm-hmm. to really get anything done. Wow. We thought we were way out of the water. I mean, and didn't Matt really Brown, know the process, didn't know the process of any of it. Matt Brown, I did, all I did was take him my information, tell him the house that we wanted. And he did it all. And he did it basically pro bono. I mean, there's a title fee that you have to pay. And I'm not saying he does this for everybody or if he did anything special for us. But it was like we didn't end up actually paying anything until you close your house and buy it. So, like, everything that he did, like, he helped us with our credit to get it right by sending letters in, by talking to the pl- pl- the creditors to get stuff taken off that wasn't supposed to be on there. I mean, this dude is amazing, man. And he's got a he's got a, uh, a couple people that work with him. His wife, I know, is a real estate agent, so she'll find you houses. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's just a one-stop shop for all finance Literally. to get you straight, get you ready to go. Yeah. He really is a big, big advocate for doing things right and not going to, like, the small dealerships, like, the lemon dealerships like uh, RPM and getting these BS cars with a 25% interest rate. He wants to say, when you get that tax money, instead of going to drop $2,500 down on a car that then they're going to charge you $365 every two weeks, 
put that money towards your credit, build it up, get your stuff right. So then you can mm -hmm. go to the real dealerships, drop down with a three three point five percent interest rate. And now you're had a payment that's 150 bucks for a brand new $40,000 car. Yeah, he wants you to be in a good situation. And, you know, he gives you simple things that you can do yourself to get yourself out of whatever situation that you're in. And like Mike said, it's like a one-stop shop. And that is very helpful if you don't know the process and you're a little overwhelmed with buying a home. I mean, to the point of showing you, setting up the appointment to go see the house, you know, cleaning up your credit, the whole lender process, explaining things to you in detail, being available so that you can ask questions. Um, what else? All I mean, all the way to even inspections, all of those, like anything that you're going to oh, need yeah. in he, that he process, covered, covered he's got somebody and you can work it out, you know, all that. You're going to know the price. You're going to know how much it's going to cost. You're going to know what the process is. You're not going to be sitting there like, I don't really understand that part. If you don't understand, ask him. My buddy Joe Bermudez, too, I want to talk on this. He does a lot. I think Joe works. He does a lot of, like, home improvement stuff as well, doesn't Joe? I'm Bermudez? not sure. So, so he, he sent me something, and I want to just read this off to you guys real quick because I thought it was very, very enlightening. Remedysupplies.com. Remedysupplies.com, and we'll link this later today. But he said, Mike, this is a company I own in Louisville, Kentucky, but my national sales office is here in Lansing. With people's anxiety up with the virus, we have been getting a lot of sales. I have hemp flour that doesn't get you high, but works immediately for anxiety. The CBD oil works for anxiety as well. We deliver. If you want, you're welcome to have people call me and we can deliver it to them. So he talked about why he got into the business of this. And he said, I got into the business of two for two reasons. My dog has arthritis and couldn't walk for a month. Gave her CBD oil and she began walking in 20 minutes. I, I can tell you the CBD works. Erica mm -hmm. has CBD taken is CBD and it yeah. does it does work. You know, they it got does. it in pill forms, jelly mm -hmm. forms. I mean, all types of creams you can rub on. But this stuff does work and it's not a THC based anything. So you nope. don't get high off completely of it. legal. It's there's no THC. There's no psychedelic or effects like that. Yeah. Um, but there's gummies, there's vape, there's um, oils that you can rub in, things like that. I think the reason he sent this to me because he watched the show yesterday and I talked about like not liking to be mm, mentally stimulated mm -hmm. that way. So he was saying if you're dealing with any of these anxieties or anything like that. And what was that? To try again? It. it is remedysupplies.com. And we will make sure we'll, we link that on the on this Facebook video as well. Yeah. So, again, we're going to get with Matt Brown. I'm just kind of waiting. We're going to get him on here at about 845, four minutes from now. So think and about talk any all questions, that money. Yeah. Yes, any be, questions you might be have. involved, you guys. Get your questions in. I know that all of y'all are not sitting on millions of dollars and everything is in order. So don't be shy and ashamed to ask a question, even if it's not for you. Just ask the question. If you know a situation somebody else is in, pop that question in there. Or just something you might have just this is like, been wanting to know. This is like a super reset for everybody to get their stuff together, whether or not it's your mental health, whether or not it's your finances, whether or not it's what you want to do with the rest of your life. This is the time to get your life in order right now. It doesn't make any sense to sit back for a month and a half or whatever, however long we're going to be on this quarantine and not try to be productive in some part of your life that might not be all and, the way And right. something I can tell you from experience is cleaning up your credit is not as difficult and, and, and complex as you might think it is. It just does take some time sitting down somewhere and really taking the time out. And he'll talk to you a little bit about that, you know, and how to do that. Jeff says, if I pay extra, can I get some THC in it? <laughs> good one. Good one. Yep, probably, bro. <laughs> you could probably make you up a brownie or something. Some, <laughs> That's a little good something one. extra in there for I you. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Matt might be ready. I just seen him jump on the live. Matt, I will say, though, when you get on here, turn your volume down on the live. 
because you will be able to see and hear everything we're doing here, but it'll give feedback. So I'm going to bring Matt Brown on right now. Coach Brown, he is an entrepreneur. He is an investor. He is a uh, loan officer. I think the way I best describe him, he's an all-in-one stop shop for anything finance, anything getting your money together to try to do something powerful with it. Um, he knows all about these grants and proposals, all this stuff that's out here that I have no idea about. Yeah. He knows about. And he's local. He is Lansing based. He's right here in our city serving our people. Yeah. So we're going to bring him on right now. Hold tight. Mr. Brown, are you with me? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm here. All right. Coach, Thank coach, you. coach. How's it going, man? We're going to get you on this video real quick. Can you see us? I can see you great. Okay. Perfect. I can't see you yet, so I'm just going to try. There we go. I think we're getting we're getting you. Nope, yeah, not yeah. yet. You might have to turn your camera on. See if your camera's turned on. See if my camera's turned on. It might be those three little dots in the bottom. Oh, there you oh, go. There oh, we there we go. Coach Brown, <laughs> what's happening? Looking good, brother. <laughs> Had to dress up for you guys, you know. I appreciate yeah. it. So I was just filling them in on what you've done, what you've done for us. Like the way that you got us so prepared to buy that house was crazy. It happened so quickly. We didn't think it was possible. You got us all the way down. And it wasn't it was beyond our our control that we didn't end up getting the place. But you did everything you possibly could. And and I appreciate every aspect of that. I mean, it was really a one stop shop, man. You, you told us about everything we need to do, helped us with it. I mean, getting our credit together. When we walked in there with you, man, we didn't know. Two nothings yeah. about anything. So tell us, tell these people a little yeah. bit about what you do and how you can help the people of the citizens of Lansing get their stuff together. Well, uh, what I do is is that you know um, I try to help people uh, put it, themselves in a situation where they can benefit not only themselves but their family. And I think it's one of the important things I always stress is that we have to communicate in our community knowledge is power mm -hmm. and so the more knowledge we spread to one another uh the powerful we become you know what i mean so and not from an egotistical standpoint it's just from a standpoint of embettering the lives of your family and your children and your children's children absolutely and I, and I think some of that was lost a lot of people don't know back uh so i also uh, um did insurance for many, many years. I was licensed to do insurance for 25 years. A lot of people don't know when our parents were younger, uh, because of their ethnicity, they couldn't even get life insurance. Mm. If they could get life insurance, it was very limited. Mm. So, so there are a lot of things that now the newer generations have to really ramp up and understand so that they can uh, not uh, have a financial disparity between other cultures but they can enrich themselves and their families absolutely so it's like more or less like things are now available but we don't know because it's never been our in the generational gap between when things were available back then and they were yep. available very very uh uh what's the word i'm looking for not as in full depth as they are now so we just don't know about a whole lot of the stuff so sharing that information is is key yeah w one of the things uh too i wanted to say is uh one of the biggest things that we're we're missing now with uh, the information technology age is parents are not uh, taking the time to teach their children mm. basic finances. I'm guilty of uh, that. 
and, and that's it's it's not a finger pointing thing. It's just because society has made you so busy, you can't really focus on those things. But we leave it up to the internet to educate them, which is not a good tool for them to learn uh, financial soundness from. Absolutely. And one of the main things I tell every parent is if you have a child before they turn the age of 18, all of my children, when they turned 18, uh, put them on, uh, on one of my credit cards. Mm-hmm. And all of my children experienced a life, their first credit score was over 700. Mm-hmm. That's and how you so, do it right there. Right, exactly. So in order for them to make good financial choices, you have to put them in the best financial position. Uh, to make good choices. And so that's called a trade line. Isn't that correct? That's right. That's called a trade line. And how would somebody go about doing that for their child? If they want to put their new kid, the kids turn 18 before they get to messing their own credit up, how would they go about doing that? And what type of protection do they have that their kids are not going to go tear it up? Very good. A good question. Um, so an authorized user doesn't necessarily have to have a card. Mm. As a matter of fact, none of my kids had a card. Gotcha. So, so what I did is I put them on as an authorized user. Sometimes, um, I just let them know, Hey, look, I'm going to put you on a card. It's there to build your credit. So I put them on my card. Um, and it was there and it built, built their credit. And what it does is it pulls off the relevancy of your credit card background. Now you don't want to put them on a credit card. You've been late mm-hmm. every month for the last five years. Mm-hmm. You want to put them on one of the, your, your stellar credit cards where you have no lates, you have a low credit card balance that's going to maximize their score and that's what propelled them into great credit awesome no that's awesome information yeah and that's a simple thing that people can do almost immediately if you've got you know just a card that people a lot of times will get a credit card just to pay their bills on if it's in good standing put your kid on it they don't even get a physical card you don't even have to worry about them you know running a bill up on you so what right. new programs do we know about going on right now for home buying? I know it's going to get crazy because of the, you know, the economy right now. Is it going to be a buyer's market, a seller's market? What do you think is coming up here and how can people prepare themselves for that? I still think it's going to be a seller's market. Do you? But, but yeah, but here's what I want to tell you. The city of Lansing has a ton of money mm. and what they call down payment assistance money. And so I've been getting the word out on the street. Not a lot of people know about it. And you can get up to $40,000 if you live in Lansing city limits. You can even live in Eaton County as long as it's taxing authority for that home is Lansing. Mm. Okay. So they give you up to $40,000. Now, now it's not designed for like the super wealthy It's designed for middle class. So they have income requirements. I think like um, on like a family size of four, the max you can make is 59,000. Okay. Okay. So, so, so what happens is they give you the down payment assistance so you can get more home, uh, less out of your pocket. Right. Gotcha. So they take that principal balance. So if you can imagine if you, if before you were thinking, Oh, a hundred thousand dollar home is going to be too much. Now you can get a hundred thousand dollar home, maybe qualify for 30 or 20,000 and down payment assistance money. Now that brings your principal balance down to seventy or eighty thousand dollars. Wow! And after ten years, that's your equity. Yeah. So they just gave you a ten thousand or twenty or thirty thousand, up to forty thousand dollar gift. Wow! Wow! So how does one go about finding that down payment? The they go to Matt Brown. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. They uh, the 
the bank that I work for uh, is one of few banks that participate in this program. A lot of banks don't like doing it because they don't make much on it Mm. because they limit the amount. But I'm fortunate enough to work for a bank that that believes in trying to help people prosper and in home ownership. And so that is a way that they can get to that. So so the max amount in the city of Lansing, I think, is right around 100 and uh, I'll pull it up here once we go to maybe a question someone has. But I think it's right around one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars, one hundred thirty-four thousand. And if you, if it's in Eaton County, but taxing authority is Lansing still, it's right around one hundred and forty-seven. Now that would be like thing. on the other side of Waverly, like probably the yeah, uh, yeah that area of where I was going to yeah. buy over there on Windward. Yes. Yeah, that would be yeah. that area. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, nice. Okay. So yes, yeah, so so. The, the great thing is, is that at the end of the day, I mean, you're able to get a lot more at home. You're able to use their money and it's a win-win situation. Absolutely. I see no and, 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 a, and a lot of people don't even know about it, though. No, I, I didn't know that. until you just said that. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Why is home ownership so important for the black community? I mean, for anybody, especially, but for especially for us, why is it so important for us to start looking at? buying a house instead of renting like we can we'll rent a house over in that same neighborhood and pay somebody you know umpteen amount of dollar and we're not building any equity for ourselves so why is that important for us to start looking in this in this way oh wow that, that's you know that now that is a great question it, because what happens is generational poverty is handed down because of choices like that if you stay in an apartment for 15 20 years as opposed to buying a home even if you were to pass away or something, you know, you give your children an equity position in something. Mm. Uh, so, so, so it, it, we, we are way behind uh, the eight ball on this. one. Uh, Michigan actually uh, is dead last in minority home ownership. Mm. And the reason why I feel that is that way is because there are not a lot of uh, African-American or people of color loan officers that will assist Mm-hmm. And, and and we're people of color tend to have uh, pride. And so sometimes they just don't want to share with any and everybody, you know, because not everybody has the ability to say, you know, hey, look, it can get better. So they don't want people looking down on them. Mm-hmm. So I, I think a lot of it is, is that the education needs to be there. That's why I think just having shows like I love this show and, and uh, having it, it will help educate people. Yeah. I listen to your shows all the time. That's yeah. how I knew I need to bring he always you on. Shows them to We're me. friends too, <laughs> but I said, you know what, if I'm going to bring anybody on because you'd hit a keynote, not having a lot of uh, people of color in the business that you're in, I wouldn't feel as comfortable taking all my information to somebody who I'm not sure is going to help me. Now I went to other places before I came to Matt Brown about trying to buy a house and I just didn't get the response that I got. You no. genuinely wanted to help. It's real dry and it's yeah. real, you know, it's just not personal at all. There's no advice given. It's just like, oh, not quite there yet. Sorry. I do got a question, Matt. Let me bring this in real quick. Yeah. D'Angelo okay. Williams, who I, who, that's my nephew. He's in college right now at Western and studying. I think okay. he graduates next month or next year. I'm sorry. But he says, does the requirement change if you are a first homeowner or not? No. Uh, no, actually, it doesn't. Not with the city of Lansing's program. Okay. And, and um, but there are some first-time buyer programs, no matter where you are in the country, that you can take advantage of. And so I'm yeah. always available. I don't, yeah, go ahead. And that's like the FHA loan, right? Yeah. 
Okay, that's the first My time. bank that I work for, I can originate in all 50 states. So if you have people that are listening now from in California, I just recently did a deal in New York. Uh, so no matter where people are in the country, um, you know, I can I can assist you and, and work with you to get a get a mortgage uh, for your home. Got you. And so. Yeah. Let, I, talk, I touched on something else I heard you talk about a lot when tax season comes around. What does everybody do in our community? They go right to RPM, drop $3,000 oh, yeah. on some BS card, every light's dinging in the window, it's still baby seats in ridiculous the back. Ridiculous high interest rate. You know, a ridiculous 25% interest rate. What would you tell somebody that when they get that big tax return, what's the most important thing they can do with it outside of maybe pay a couple bills back up that they haven't been paying? What's the most important thing you would say somebody do? Oh, now, now that, that, that is a, that is a silver bullet question. Now that, uh, that, that's why Mike, that's why I say you have to get your kids off to a good start. Cause, cause the first choice you make as an adult usually is a choice that messes you up, uh, for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so let, let me give you an example. So uh, if the first, if you don't have a good credit score, right, your parents didn't put you on an, as an authorized user, you go to get a car. So you go to, let's say Sundance or somewhere. You want to get a nice dependable car. You see the lease advertisements on the TV. You say, Hey, look, I'm going to go and get something for $200, $199 a month. Right. Mm-hmm. So you go in there and they say, Hey, your credit's not that good. Can you get a cosigner? Of course, you know, there's nobody going to cosign. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? But both of my children were able to go into their first car. And they were able to get it with a very low interest rate. I think my daughter's car payment was $199. Mm. It was a brand new um, uh, Equinox. And then my son, of course, he had a little bit Richard Tace, he had a, he got a, a, a BM, a Mercedes, but that's a different story. For a different day. <laughs> but, but he was able to get that with a low interest rate too, as well. See now those dependable cars, you don't have to trade them back in again, or you didn't buy a piece of junk that now is no good. And now you say, I'm not going to pay for it. Now young person is going to say, I'm not going to pay for that. So then what happens? Works. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. So then you got a judgment on your uh, credit report and yep. you've just damaged your, your credit report mm-hmm. for 10 years with that judgment. Oh. 10 years. And still no so, car. <laughs> and still no car, right? So mm-hmm. that's why I say we have to, we have to dig in and, and solve it from the from the start. We have to. So we talked about bad credit being on credit reports. This is something you helped me with greatly i had a whole bunch of things on my credit that i didn't even know about things that were old shouldn't have been on there you took care of that i mean my credit score shot up to where i was able to buy a house at that point what what can people do in order to get their credit right so now they got a credit score that's either nil or it's 400 and something and they got a laundry list of things on their credit report what can they do to to take care of that so what i'm working on right now is uh, uh i'm working on a a a way that they'll be able to actually call into me, get a get a copy of their full credit report, and I'll be able to do a consultation with them. Now, watch this. Most credit pools are soft inquiries when it comes to a mortgage. However, there's a way that I can get you a pool. They just came out with this. 
I'm going to be working with a bank on it. They just came out of the way where you can get a pool, but it, it's it's like you're pulling it, like you would through like you do through your Credit Karma mm-hmm. or your Sesame. In that way, I can look at it and say, okay, I know what you can do here to increase your score. But a lot of people don't know. The, I, I like people to think that uh, I'm Nostradamus and I can just say that your credit's going to go up if you do this and that. But yeah. I, I have a simulator, Mike. So what I was able to do is go into your profile and I, can, I could say, if I did this, this, and this to his credit profile, what would his score be? Mm. And then so it tells me what the increase of your score would actually mm. be. You know, so I was not, wondering because you would tell me that if we, if Mike, if you just pay this one off here, or if you can get this one, I'm like, how is he knowing? But that's what it was. You got some type of simulator that tells you you get yes. rid of this, your points going to drop. Okay, so yes, you're you're right. taking yeah. it a step further and strategically attacking the negative yes. things on the credit report. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Smart. Right. And so a lot of times, I would say if you took a hundred loan officers, uh, only five of them would know how to use this tool because really they don't care about improving your credit. They care about what your credit is today. When you come there. And that's the problem I had before I came to you was I went to a guy and I don't want to say his name, but he's one of these big guys, big lenders or whatever the case is. And I went to him, see my credit was like, well, you know, you can get back to me when your credit gets right. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then when I came to you, it was like, we're going to get your credit, right? We're going to get you into the house. Cause I think when I called you, I already had the house picked out. I want this house. Yep. How can we get there? And you did the legwork to get me there. So that was like yeah. totally different that than makes what all I've the ever difference. seen. When yeah. you can find someone like Matt Brown to do something like that, we will. I will always give my business to that person and always refer others to them because that is extremely hard to find. Extreme, yeah. And that's from knowledge and experience. You just don't see that anymore. Right. Right. Well, and, and the great thing about that is that, see, you guys – had the open mind to listen. A lot of people, they won't even take the step, Mike. That's the whole thing. Mm. And that's that's what's the most heartbreaking thing about it all is a lot of people, I'm going to share this one story with you. A gentleman a gentleman came to me recently. Uh, same, similar situation. Oh, my credit's terrible. I, I, and I said, I bet you your credit's not that bad. Um, so I pulled his credit. It was the five-ish range. Mm-hmm. I said, mm, I know what you can do. 30 days letter. Guess what his score is. I'm going to think it's in the 600s, late 600s, high 600s. 800. Oh my goodness. Wow. I just pulled it the other day. So 810, you go from, you go from 500 and something to 810 mm. just because there are basic principles that you need to do when it comes to your credit. And so that's why I like to relay it to coaching, because if you don't work out a muscle, it will become weak hmm. and and it's just going to be ineffective. Credit is the same way. You must, you know, have to know how your credit works and you have to build your credit in order to be the best financial picture because remember that's what they're judging you by is the number Mm -hmm. so you have to be the best financial picture in the eyes of the lender right then when Mm -hmm. they take the picture yeah it's like a snap so that's it so therefore you taught me some things about like the 10 percent rule and then you know when they when they pull that so can you talk a little bit on that for the people here 
Yeah. So, so a lot of people don't understand um, that your your credit is a portrait. It, it's so it's kind of like someone taking a picture right as you get out of bed, or someone taking a picture just like you guys are right now. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, so, so uh, you're still the same individual, but you have to look a certain way to work with the algorithms in any financial situation. So the ten percent rule is before your statement produces. Before your statement cuts, that number that's on your statement should always be less than 10% to get your highest score potential. And to, to elaborate on that, saying like if you have a $100 card and you spent it up to $95, by the time they take that picture, you want to get it back down to 10 bucks so that it's at the 10%. Bingo. Got you. Man, you, you remember a lot. That's, that's Man, bad. I'm on top of it. I may not do the best. Like I tell my doctor all the time, I might not be the best patient, but I know the, I know the material. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So if people understood that basic principle right there, Mike, most people, because people will go and they'll say, you may have heard them say, well, man, um, I just got approved for this last week. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, they get denied this week. Well, it's exactly because you don't understand that picture was taken. Mm-hmm. Something was taken. The picture was taken in between the said, instead of you being a superhero, now maybe you look like, you know, Barney Fife. So, yeah. so, so that is, that's what we all need to be aware of when it comes to our credit. So I got a question on here. Sam Chambers says, what bank is it you work for? My fi- my fiance and I would like to buy a house eventually, but need someone to talk to who we feel we can trust and someone who can help us get the best kind of deal. So how can this person get a hold of you? I mean, I know how to get a hold of you, but is there information that we can post on this post afterwards yeah. to get a yeah. hold of you? Absolutely. I, I'll, I'll definitely uh, give that to you. The bank that I, I, I work for right now is called Texana Bank. And... Um, but I'm a remote employee, so I, I work I work right out of my house, and I go to the consumer, not in this age. So I usually will do Zoom or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'll definitely take the time to help you because I say if everybody, if everybody acted like this virus when it came to sharing information, mm. we'd be very powerful. Isn't that crazy how all of a sudden everybody's got a podcast, including us? <laughs> this is something we were building up to, but it's, it is Just a lot of information really going out here, man. It is. It, well, you know the thing. I love this show. I'm. I, I'm not just saying. It. I. I love the energy behind this show. I love what it does for people. It gives something that people can see, touch, and feel hmm. that they know about. They can see right, hmm. and um, and you know, living a by what you say. I mean, you're not fake. You just, you guys are real people and Appreciate you're out there just saying it like it is. And, and people need to hear that. They need to be able to have uh, channels that they can tie into instead of watching all this garbage, a lot of garbage on TV. They need to fill their minds with knowledge so that they can improve their families' lives. Absolutely. That's the goal, man. I know your lives are the same way. I mean, you're, you've been in influential in the neighborhoods too, um, and I have a very, I wish I had brought this picture up cause it was from the Kappa vs. Cowboys championship game <laughs> at Everett, but you've been involved with the, with the community a whole lot, man. I remember when you first popped on the scene with the Cowboys and you came out and, you, and every kid got to play for free. Yeah. They had all brand new uniforms and helmets. Fully so sponsored. you, you live, you live what you preach too, man. And I appreciate that for you, man. Cause I love this city more than anything in the world. 
and I mean, and everybody in it. And so like when I see somebody like you giving back when you don't have to, you didn't have to do what you did, you know, for all those kids that are off now going to college. Some kids are, are playing in D1 schools and some maybe be in the pros at this point. So, I mean, you really gave a lot of people, not just in the financial world, but just a, just a head start in life period mm -hmm. with, with all those young people Instead that you of, helped, As a pillar so. of the community. Yeah. So, so well, I, how I, is that going for you? Are you still involved with that, with that organization or? Yeah. My, so my nephew ta uh, has taken over leadership in the Atlanta Cowboys. One of the biggest things, see, I, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not as championship focused as some would would have liked me to be. Uh, it was about the kids. Right. It, was about it was about the, the kids. kids. It was about the kids, right? So, 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 I said to myself, uh, one thing my nephew does does a great job, just like you do, just like AB does, just like all the other coaches. That's why I say it's it's a collective effort. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, I was I was fortunate enough at that time in my life to have funds to help. Gotcha. You know what I mean? But but really, you can throw money at anything, but if you don't throw time and love at it like you guys put a lot of time and love into it then it's not going to prosper mm -hmm. and uh the one great thing is we have put as a team a lot of kids in in division two division three division one scholarships i went back and checked and uh, just from the groups uh during a five-year period uh the uh our our football club group put about 35 people that's amazing. Wow. And the scholarship programs. That's amazing. Um, uh, and it's all because of the love that you guys, you know, it, it's time and love. So, so, so yeah, what I'm doing now is monitoring these kids after, uh, after they leave our nest. Gotcha. Because what happens is when they go to high school, we, we have a lot of them. We have a lot of talented kids that should have went division one, division two, uh, that unfortunately might, are in prison now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I have the so same I, issue, yeah. yeah so I, so I want to take a role in trying to help follow those kids behind the scenes a little bit more mm -hmm. and let you, and let you great coaches coach. Hey, I'm done <laughs> coaching, man. I, I, get, I held my hat up Mikey's uh, junior year, but it's never over coaching. You know, you never, you're never done. You're always going to be Coach Brown. I'm always going to be Coach Lynn. And I try to tell people that all the time. Because yeah, I'm not on the field calling plays doesn't mean I'm not directing things in some form or fashion. And so we started the village kind of to keep involved with the young men and young women that are out here in the world. But that's it. You know, like you said, we we put time into the to the kids and to the community. And then a lot of times, you know, we get busy and we can't follow their progression or how they how they go on. And that, and it's good to be able to keep a track on how things are going to know. So that's great what you're doing now with the kids to keep keep an eye on them. And you got one on here, D'Angelo Williams. That's my nephew. He played for you. Even yeah. begrud begrudgingly, I always wanted him to be a warrior, but he would not leave nope, from the Cowboys. But he said, I, what did he say here? He said, I played on that first varsity Cowboys team that went undefeated. Yeah. yeah. That's D'Angelo. So, so for, yeah. our, for our listeners, we, we, you know, we want to tell you a lot about Coach Matt Brown to kind of show you that the time and effort and the passion that you kind of are hearing about that he puts into the things um, from experience, that's the that's the type of passion that he's going to put into helping you. So that if you're ever, you always, you know, want referrals. You know, that's why people always ask, who would you go to or do you know anybody? We wanted to put him out there as that person that does these things. If you, that's what you're looking for, definitely go to him because it is going to be a different experience. And that's what you're looking for. You know, there's a ton of realtors out there. There's a ton of brokers. There's all these things you can do. But if you want a cut above, then, you know, Matt Brown's your guy. I always bring on people who I know are interested in the black community. I'm just going to be honest with you. I love all people, but I know 
that it's hard for us in the world that I'm in. I'm trying to do things that aren't what the community I've come from do. And I see the back, the backlash that I get when I go in to try to get along, when I go in to apply for a job, I like to promote people who are going to watch me walk in the room and say, I want to help that guy. And not just because I'm black, but because you see something in me or whatever the case is. But that's what I see. I know you have reached out to help us and we don't always catch on. So I've seen you do the lives and I see people, you know, paying attention. But I also watch when you do your lives, when you actually sell a house and you got the keys and that person's face is so happy. And that's what I love to see. And so I always want to bring somebody on who's going to, um, what I want to say, who who really is going to be observant of our community? Yeah, because and, we just are we're under that, we're under uh, we're under uh, underrepresented, underserved. Represented, yeah, exactly. And they, a lot of times, that's going to come from our experiences. That's how we go through the world. Our experiences are going to shape the things that we find are very important for you all. And when you have those experiences, like we did have that experience where we didn't know how to start and what to do, and we tried to go to people that we thought and kind of got that door slammed in your face and then we go to you know matt brown and door opens and welcome come on in and have a seat let's sit down with a piece of paper and figure this out together so yeah that that is important to us yeah and and the main thing too is see a, a lot of times people are afraid to say that for me it is it is about people of color not not in a racially motivated way but in in a in a leveling of the playing field. Exactly. exactly. You know, I always tell people, I don't. I'm not gonna cry if you beat me, but you better beat me fair. Yeah, I, I got you 100. percent right? Absolutely. You got what I'm saying? Yep. You can beat me, but beat me fair. So my thing is that I I want to be able to give that knowledge to people who are right right now underserved. Mm-hmm. They are. It, it's under they're underserved. They're not getting the knowledge they need because when they go in there, they look at them as a score. And I want I, the one thing I want everybody to know is there is a score behind your score. Mm-hmm. In time, your guy, whoever you're sitting down talking to, doesn't understand there's a score behind your score. Get up, excuse yourself, find someone who understands that. Absolutely. And that's my man right there. And we are going to be looking for a house. We did, I think it was about three months ago. We had your wife show us the house over on the west side. It was just too it small. It wasn't what we thought it And was so gonna be. we are definitely going to be looking for a house soon here. And we're going to definitely come to Matt Brown. Ain't going to be nobody else we go to. So you know you got our business. And I'm hoping that <laughs> everybody out here else that that's seeing this can understand like how I... I don't know how to put things in. I'm, I'm trying to put it in the best perspective I can that, you know, this was genuinely a blessing to have gotten you to help us out with that because it was just trying to navigate that prior to that. It's just like you said, you go in there with a score. They see your score and that's it. They don't want to deal with you whatsoever past that. And you've seen past that and then got us to it. Not did only did you say, you know, you could have a score that's up here if you did these things. You you helped us get it to that point. It actually happened. <laughs> You know, and every step of the way, I mean, everything from finding the house to talking to the realtor to um, doing the inspection. I mean, it was all Matt Brown just told us where to be at, you know, and that was it. And we just made sure we showed up to it and it was on and popping. So I appreciate that. I wanted to give it any chances of anybody. We'll just say get one. (laughs) I just wanted to give a chance for anybody. If you have any last minute questions, get in here with Matt. Talk about any questions you have financially. Um, before we wrap this up, but I appreciate everything you've done, Matt. And um, yeah, anything we... else you want to give people the word on? I mean, I know there's a whole lot going on, but 
Yeah, well, well, here's what I want people to know is don't rent. Hmm. Don't rent. Um, I had a lady just tell me the other day, she said, well, renting, I want you to follow this, renting, renting is safer than owning your home. I said, how so? She said, well, all I got to do is worry about my rent. I said, well, let me ask you a question. If you get laid off, how many months do, can you stay in your house or your, your rented apartment without before they evict you? Mm-hmm. Well, she said, about 45 days. Well, I said, you know what? In a, in a house, you have six months mm-hmm. to redeem your home. Mm-hmm. And then you there will be saying? multiple programs out there to help you, all right, types of stuff. Right. Yeah. So the best, the safest investment is to own your own home and how we generate generationally have been handing this down that it is okay to rent. It is not okay to rent. I don't care if you're 19. I don't care if you're 65. Mm. I, my, my oldest client was 90 was, was, was 91 years old. Mm. And he wanted to buy. That's important that you're saying that because my dad is up there in age and he keeps saying, we just had a conversation the other day that he don't want to buy no house. I don't want to get wrapped up in no house. That may be wrong, huh? From what you're saying, that's the wrong way to go. He's been renting now for, I can't, probably like three or four years. And and it's like people want it and it has to make sense for them. What would you say to them? Okay, now watch this. So the lady who did it, um, uh, I'll, I'll put her name out there, Mrs. Houston. Uh, so there's a big family, Joe, Joe Parker, the Parkers, their, their, uh, their grandmother. So she was, I had her on one of my, my uh, Facebook lives when she got her. Oh, home. nice. Right. The home that she had, the home she has today, three years later, after she bought her home, appreciated over $20,000. That's instant equity wow. right there. Yeah. So, so if anybody tells me that, they won't take $20,000 three years later. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, we probably have to go and see a therapist. Yeah, we got to see <laughs> Dr. Buchanan from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, feel I, that. Get I get it totally. Yeah. So, so there is, your apartment's not going to appreciate value. No. Your car's not going to appreciate You know, I think about it all the time. Me and my wife have been renting since 2002, mm-hmm. literally. Oh. And I think about how much money we've always stayed in kind of a, a nicer place. So we've always paid in the range of nine hundred to eleven hundred dollars a month over the last 20, almost 20 years. Since, yeah, since we could have owned a home by now. Twice over. And I'm, I know. Triple look how you're looking over. right now. <laughs> I know. It's OK. Well, you, can, you can shake your head. Here's a, no, here's the whole thing. And that's what I don't want to do. It, as long as you get the message today, that's all I care about. Start from now, yeah. yeah. That's it. I, I don't care about the past, but I'm saying that's why I say it's important if a person's 60, 70, 80, 90, get yourself a home. Mm-hmm. Don't rent. Because it don't matter that you let those years go by. What matters is the financial choices you make today. Absolutely. And with it being a good market, especially now, it's really a sweet spot because people are going to be nervous about getting home right when this thing is lifted. So if you are preparing now to get your credit right, mm-hmm. to come out of the gate and get a home, mm-hmm. that's the sweet spot. Because you're going to mm-hmm. get it at a good price. 
You're going to get it at a good price. Mm. And then even two, three years from now, it's going to appreciate in value and you'll have equity. Absolutely. Great advice. Great no, advice. Absolutely. No, we will definitely be in touch with you. So what you've been doing for the quarantine? You've been sitting at home, man. You've been taking it life. Yeah, my, wife, my wife got me quarantined. Man, I, I, don't even, I don't just, my wife got me quarantined. She be trying to chase me out of the house, chase me around, <laughs> sanitizer and stuff like that. And then, and then I had to turn the TV channel today because, you know, it's talking about how minorities have like a greater percentage of dying from this. Uh, and so I'm like, she, you know, she really knows. She, she mm, like, yeah, you better sit like, your butt down when she's telling you, actually. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, you can't go to Kroger. You can't go nowhere. Yeah. So sometimes what I, I just do is I get in the car and I just drive. I don't get out. Yeah. That's, I just feel like a normal person. I suggest so I that. I just drive and then I come back in my, come back in my spot. It feels good to just get out the house a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let me see yeah. here. I got a question coming in for you. <laughs> Layla says, I want to sell right now, but I don't want to buy. After getting a good deal on my house nine years ago, it makes me feel like everything is overpriced now. What do you have to say to that? You can take money off the table. She's smart. I mean, you can take money off the table, but don't don't get lulled into the uh, that nest egg will go really quickly when you rent. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is if you have a good deal, you want to hunt for another good deal. Sell sell yours at top dollar. Buy something else at mid dollar. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean. Yep. So now you're you're getting in at, at a good rate, and then you do the same thing uh, next time it comes a real strong seller's market. Because it so would I, make no sense to sell and then rent because everything that you made profit you're giving to this right. guy just give it back. to pay his mortgage. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe she but, needs to get a hold of Matt Brown. Yeah, absolutely. De- definitely, I'd love to talk to her. And a lot of th- times, people think I don't necessarily have to. I want to help. I want to help people of color, people who are disadvantaged, whether white, black, Asian. I want to help those people who have nobody there for them. Absolutely. So, even if I don't benefit from a loan or anything from it, I just want to help. So, if she got a question, call me and ask. Me. Absolutely. But once they usually talk to me, you know. Mm-hmm. I, our more type of looks usually comes into play and they, you know, want to do business it. with you. When are you going to do that? When are you going to, when are we going to see some uh, Coach Brown karaoke again? I, I appreciated that this weekend. <laughs> hey, man, you know, every time I get a little bored, I do, you know, I do a little Coach Brown karaoke, man. We got to bring you on and not see? talk finance. We're going to just bring you on and we're going to do party. some karaoke yeah. together. We're going to pick a Saturday. And we're going to bring you on. We're going to do some care. Coach Brown karaoke. We are definitely going to be doing some podcast parties. So yeah. we would love to have you as a When this thing breaks, yeah. we got a third mic that we're going to sit right here. And we're going to scoot out a little bit. And I want to bring, instead of doing these on these on the lives this way, I want to bring you right down here. And we'll get right live and get to talking about everything and everything under the sun. Man, lo- lo- love to do that. Uh, I love how you're educating people. I really do sincerely. People don't understand. You could be doing a lot of things right now, but you're taking time showing love to people in your neighborhood. And that's, you know, I just, that's why I'm dressed up too as well is I just celebrated the Passover mm-hmm. of Christ's death. And that's really, that's really what it's all about mm-hmm. is showing love to your neighbor. Absolutely. It, it, Absolutely. So my, my hat's off to you, folks. Man, I appreciate and, it. You as well. You, you as well, you brother. As well. Back at you. So anything else real quick before we go? And I need to get your information. So if you want to say it now live on here, people can write it down. If you guys want to get a pen real quick, you can write down uh, Coach Brown's information mm-hmm. and get a hey. hold of him if you have anything. Go ahead and tell it. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give my this is now this is ironic. I'm gonna give my cell phone number here. Watch five one seven eight nine eight zero five two one. And what I what I want you to do is I, I just if you have a question, you can text me. Just say just say where you heard the message from. That way I know. Uh, because I do prioritize based on people that I feel are delivering a positive message. So, I'll, you know, I'll respond to you. And um, uh, if, if you need to have assistance with your credit, sometimes people, I had a lady just call me. She said, I want to get a new car. I, I know it don't benefit you, coach, but can you can you work with me on my credit so I can get a new car? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I brought her interest rate down by seven percentage points. That's huge. Seven. That's major. That's dollars. Know that. That's that, money. That's dollars, right? Yeah. And she was so shocked. She was during the whole process. She was like, "No, you can't do that. No." She, what if? What if it don't work? What if it don't work? And I said, "What if it do work?" Yeah. What if I it love do? it? Exactly. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I ain't wasting my time if I think it's gonna work. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> it's Man, I love your energy, man. You don't even know when I see you on TV or when I see you on the lives or whatever. It just makes me smile, man. I, I love your energy, brother. I love you, man. I love what you're doing in the community. And I appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to yes. definitely keep you coming on. You will be the America 20 to Life finance guy, if you don't mind. We'll bring you on to talk mind. about all of no. that. So We appreciate just, your time. Just, just so you know, I'm going to boost this so I can share this. I'm going to boost this on my Coach Brown page, awesome. not only around here, but I'm going to boost it all the way down to Detroit. And I'm okay. going to do that on mm-hmm. Friday. I'm going to boost this this thing because i think it's it's great people need to tune in all they're doing is sitting around and they're really not interchanging growing and taking in that knowledge and they need to do that yeah and, and this you'll never get a time like this again no nope. right that's a fact the exchange this is a once in a lifetime situation that's happening and the here. exchange of knowledge right now is so necessary right yep. now got to capitalize on it it is it is all right yeah. my brother i appreciate right. you we're gonna all definitely right. uh Check in. This will be on our YouTube page tomorrow, and you can boost it from there, or you can take it right off America 20 to Life's page and send it from there. Absolutely. All, right. all your information. So, love you, brother. We'll Appreciate talk to you. All right. All right. Love you guys. Be good. All right. All right. All right. Bye bye. Oh, it's great. Matt Brown, y'all. Man. Oh, man. That is my guy. That is my guy. My guy. I hope y'all appreciated that, man. I really do. Like, these are, uh, you guys got to understand all the people that I've brought on here in the last couple of days have just been people that's been influenced, that's influenced me to do what I do. Like, it's not just about what they are presenting, but like them, their life, what they've done. They are, they're, they've been such influences in my life. Like my doctor that I brought on yesterday, I mean, she's been a super influence just to watch what she does and, and the help that she's given with them. Matt Brown, I've been watching him for since Mikey years, was like yeah. eight, nine, ten years old, mm-hmm. so that's like tw- ten watching years, eleven years. And- watching what he's done in our community, watching him, you know, help people the way he's done. I mean, it's just been amazing. And the guy's energy is just the best. I love, like I said before, it just it my he reminds me like he's my uncle or something, my dad's brothers or something like that. It it's, just, it's amazing. His heart's in the right place, but he has the knowledge and experience to back that to do, energy, to use it, to yeah. use it. Because a lot of people heart be in the right place, but they may not have the information. Yeah. They can want to help you all. They can want to help you all they want, but not have the ability. He's to do got it. it all. So I want you guys to make sure that you guys reach out to Matt if you guys have any questions financially. I mean, understand it's a business, and he does want to help people out, but also 
you know, if you if you're in the in the market of selling or buying a house or if you're in the market of, you know, getting anything financially uh, around like that, make sure you talk to them. And this is a perfect time while you don't have any place you can go spend money at. Like you yeah. can't go to the bar and blow your money. You can't, you know, go shopping on shopping sprees. Put that money towards something exactly. special. You might have an old an old cell phone bill on your credit account that if you pay that off, this is where he was talking about where he can see what your score could be. So, yep. for instance, his 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 um, tool shows you what your credit score is. So say if it's at mm -hmm. 630 and then he said he, his thing shows if they pay this bill off, it'll be at 680. So he'll say, hey, pay this little three hundred dollar bill off or even if it's a hundred dollar bill, whatever's on there as a delinquent is going to dramatically take your credit score down. Yeah. So I've had a late payment one time. I've had a late payment. I'm on top of my stuff. It took my credit score down 100 points for one day yeah. late payment. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, and, and nephew said wisdom is priceless. That's a fact because just knowing the ins and out of your credit and how positive it can be and also how detrimental it can be, because something that we now know from experience is it's very easy to get yourself into a bad credit situation. It happens very fast and it happens very easily. And it is extremely difficult um, to get yourself out of a hole once you're in that. So the best way is to clean your credit up and then just maintain it. Once you've got it there, maintaining your credit, it's not hard at all. Yeah. But with Matt Brown, I mean, right now, if you're in the financial situation where you're kind of just maintaining right now, but you're not spending money right now, people aren't spending that extra money. He could literally give you some specific things. You might have thought your credit was like horrendous and it was just beyond repair. He might say, hey. You got like four things on here. You take care of those right now. This is what's going to happen. That's a simple fix. You and know? I mean, how much house you can buy for the amount of money we pay in rent is crazy. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was a $130,000 house that we were going to purchase before. And our the payment mortgage. was going to be like 800 bucks. And that included everything in insurance. So, I mean, yeah. just think about that. I I don't want to say what we pay now, but for that amount of money that we pay right now for I mean, rent, know what or rent we used is. to live, we used to live in the outfield loss. And don't get me wrong. It was the best experience I've had living someplace <laughs> ever, but it was $1,600, $1,500 a month. It, by the time we could have owned a almost $300,000 house for that amount of money, yep. you know, and, and, and then to mention, think about when you pay your mortgage, right? You're paying after. So, principles high in the beginning of a, of a loan but as you build up your the principal starts to flip-flop and kind of come around here to where the interest is less than the principal all that money that you put in there is yours it's building equity in this place so i mean that you own that's your it's money. like depositing money so if you were if i would so i always say this if i was to like win the lottery and won a million dollars the first thing i'd buy is a house because that's like putting that money in the bank that money's there so when i decide later on i want to sell this place that money's coming right back to me. Now, tell me if somebody knows better than I do that I may be wrong on that. I don't believe so. I believe that if I had three hundred thousand dollars right now and I want to go buy a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house, that's like putting that money in the bank. It, it really is. I'm going to get that money back out of it when I sell it. And then it's in a safe place. I'm not going to go buy Air well, Maxes and guns. There's a there's a reason people get into the real estate business. Yeah, I mean, real estate is crazy. It's so much involved and it's really what we've been lacking as a community. When you look at people like our son went to Lansing Catholic and all around us was real estate. I mean, it was it was either the Ides, the Gillespie's. It was all these major real estate people who were made their fortune off of buying real estate yeah. and renting it out to dumb people like us who want to pay fifteen hundred dollars a month to live in buying this place. It, yeah, buying it at the right time with the right interest rate, paying the right price for it, all these different factors. And then you're all it. It's profit coming in. Yeah. So stay 
stay in that. I say, I say this to say, stay in that realm of like trying to fix something. I, I don't, you know, we talked about yesterday. We want to put too much pressure on people to be better right now in the times that we're in. But I would say, don't stay mediocre. You know, don't stay in a position where you're just going to stay stagnant. If you got things you could work on, work on those things. And you'd be surprised with just a little bit of research. Like, I, you know, we've talked about with the credit thing. Um, it's not a, an exact science. It's not definitive. Anybody will tell you, but download Credit Karma. And, and, and again, people say it's not the exact score, whatever. Credit Karma is close enough. If you're trying to clean up your credit, mm-hmm. that's something you can do right you now. You can even dispute things on Credit Karma uh, yep, now. I was just going to say that you download the app. It's user friendly. You can literally see your different scores. You can see anything that's negative on there and you can go online and dispute things. And my advice would be to dispute everything. And dispute my other everything. advice would be to listen to Jay-Z's 444 <laughs> because he talks so much empowerment and people listen to that. And because the beats weren't all the best in the world, they don't really pay attention. But he talks about that, especially like with young brothers. Don't. Don't get killed over the block that your mom is renting. So he's saying buy 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 land, buy houses in those neighborhoods. And Angela said something about no, Mike, we're buying our village heat. But it's like really think about that. Like if we could own the houses that we live in and the areas that we live in, we have a lot more say so on how that area is represented. Yeah. How that area I mean, if you're somebody who rents and we talk about knowing your ward and you know who your uh who your um city council member is but if you jump around you can't build a relationship with that person so like for instance if i'm in the first ward who brandon betts is my first ward council member but then i move over to the south side and church show downs and now it's adam hussein and i built a relationship with brandon now i'm in a different position in a different boat so home ownership can affect you that way as well and to your point in saying that that area that that southwest area there's a lot of home ownership, home ownership in that area, and you will see a difference in that because people oh, become sure. very invested mm-hmm. in their neighborhoods, in their community, and they hold those leaders accountable. And you tend to see things governed a little bit differently in those areas. So absolutely, oh for sure. When people own homes, they're the ones mm-hmm. that are looking out the window at you calling the police. <laughs> when you rent, they're the ones getting mad at the people looking out the window calling the police. When you care a little more when you own something, I don't care who it is it's or what investment. it is. When you own something, you care a little more. You know, when something goes bad you hurt a little more when you own something you want to put money into it so it's a pride thing as well i think you know it gives you a little pride to have some ownership and then somebody can't tell you just to and i don't want to say anything you know you're not a bad person for renting some people just aren't in that position yet but that's why you got to go speak with matt brown so you get yourself in that position it's worth exploring you know one thing you never want to do is write something off without being fully knowledgeable about that you know it's one thing if you get all of the information you can about it and now you're completely knowledgeable about it and you say you know what it's still not for me and you know that's one thing i can respect that decision but if it's not coming from a basis of knowledge absolutely at least check into it at least look into it he spoke on that too about like people finding their information off the internet and so did Dr. Buchanan yesterday. So there's a common theme here that people in marginalized communities go to the Internet to find information on something they don't know anything about. You could be getting bad information yeah, because that information it always pertain to us. And just because something is factual or statistically correct um, does not mean that those statistics came from a place that applies to you. Exactly. So you need to understand that not everything you have to find your representation. Otherwise, that could be classified also as anecdotal for you. Yeah. It might be statistically correct. But where did that statistic come from? So yes. if it doesn't apply to you, it's not, it's bad information. And that's something that anytime you're a minority in a city, especially yeah. we're going to be underrepresented. I mean, yeah. I think the, the or misrepresented. I think I heard or read somewhere that 
blacks are 22 percent of the population in lansing somewhere around there 17 percent or something like that so think about where the funding goes the funding is not that's 17 percent of the funding that would be going towards us or not towards us but anyway it goes if they put a hundred percent of one grant into a neighborhood only if it's by their by their uh by their numbers only 22 percent of that community that place is going to benefit from that money so there's another reason why you know home ownership in some of these neighborhoods if you think about the neighborhoods that we rent in, the person that owns those places lives in DeWitt, right? And we're paying his mortgage for that place or whatever the case is. We're not we're not building any equity. He's building it all. So that man is getting richer and richer and richer off our backs. He's not putting any money back into the place. So the, if you ride down some of the streets in this Churchill Downs neighborhood. So when I was a kid, Churchill Downs was not a rental neighborhood. It was a bunch of GM workers that lived in there and they owned all those houses. And then Fisher Body got pulled out of here and so on and so forth. And then a lot of those places were dilapidated and, and unoccupied. And then the big money came in, bought all these houses up, buy a whole string of houses and just slap a thousand dollar rent on it because it's a three bedroom house, but then don't do anything to it. So yeah. for over the last 15, 20 years, it's went to crap, but they're still charging the same amount of money for it. So we renting can't even have the same house that somebody else may have in another area because they don't care about Churchill no. Downs. They're not going to put any money into Churchill You're Downs. absolutely right. And there's the that kind of feeds into that systemic issue that you talk about with home ownership and how it can transform communities and how it can transform neighborhoods. It's very true because that's where this whole, and, and it's kind of been in the news a little bit recently, but slumlords. Lansing has a real issue with slumlords. And a lot of that comes from the fact that there's a lot of these people that own these homes and these apartment houses and these complexes. And, you know, they don't have any investment in our communities. They don't have any investment in that neighborhood. So they don't care about that house. They don't care about that street, that neighborhood. They don't care about the person living in that home because they live in DeWitt or Hazlitt or East Lansing or Okemos or even out, you know, farther than that. And they're just making money off the backs of the people in our communities and our neighborhoods. There was a comment in, in, um, in the thread that said, don't rent from RPM. There's dozens of RPMs in, in Lansing where these people own these homes and they're renting to marginalized people or people that have bad credit or whatever the case may be. That's why it's so important for people to understand home ownership is not impossible. It's absolutely not. Oh, it's not. If you, I mean, if you have a job or any type of income coming in, there's no reason whatsoever that, that you have to rent. Now, if you choose to rent, that's one thing, but it's not something that you have to do. And you have yeah. to educate yourself to know that it's, that it's a possibility to own. And again, if you're choosing to rent, make sure that choice is based on, you know, knowledge, full knowledge of, you know, I, all right, I have all the knowledge I can get out of that. And I, I still want to rent. That's cool. That's Angela says, yep, Renaissance. So she wants us to out them. I can see here now. Mm -hmm. Let me let me find her comment up here. There it is. Uh, yeah. Don't rent from Renaissance property. And I would management. agree with that. Renaissance property management that that is one of those places that is ownership, and they own tons of properties in the city of Lansing, tons of them, and they do not care. They're slumlords. They don't care about the property. They don't care about upkeeping the property. They don't care about fixing things. They don't care about being a safe environment. Nothing. But guess what? Their their mortgage and more is getting paid. So I went to a TRHT or no, it was a one love global symposium kind of thing where we, we got into these groups and we talked about what was important and the mayor was there. And I talked about the fact that we can't find good housing for the minority groups that are underprivileged groups that are, that are in the city, the, the marginalized groups. We can't find good housing, although we pay some of the highest rent in the city. 
So what I mean by that is if you find a three bedroom house in one of those areas, they're going to charge you a thousand dollars a month, but you don't have no screens on your windows. You don't have a working sink. You know, it doesn't come with a washer and dryer. So I've been fortunate enough to be able to rent in some buildings where I pay the same amount of money, but I've got a washer and dryer hookup. I've got a maintenance man that'll show up at the drop of a dime to fix a door or a toilet seat. And some of these people that live in some of the people that live in these places, or excuse me, that own these places, they you can't get them to come over and fix anything in the place. They don't care because they know you have no options. Well, they mm-hmm. think you have no options. Mm-hmm. You have to educate yourself to know that you have options. You don't have to live in those environments. Even just getting your credit score better, if you're going to continue to rent, can get you into a better house. Because a lot of times, rent, if you're going to rent and rent an apartment or whatever the case is, it goes by your credit score. So if you're able to get into a loft like we did or whatever the case is, they're going to go off your credit score. They want to see what your credit looks like. They want to see what your payment history looks like. But even having your credit score better can get you out of some of those slums. Now, in that meeting I was talking about, Instead of holding these um, instead of holding these tenants responsible for issues with their house, you know, like they come and do the city inspection. They need to be pounding these landlords, man. These landlords that own five or six houses on the block and aren't expected to take care of them or keep that neighborhood up at all. And, you know, people that live in those houses may not have the money to do all the things that needs to be done in that home. And a lot of times when you live in a place that's rented, they expect you to do certain things. They expect you to take care of certain things. But a lot of times you're paying so much rent for that place, you can't afford anything outside of that. And then that person who's sitting back collecting all your money for that rent because his mortgage on that house is paid for already probably. He's already got it paid off. He's just paying taxes on it. So every $900 or $1,000 you give him is just going straight in his bank. I mean, mm-hmm. and, but he's not having to put any of that money back in to get you a new boiler because your water doesn't get hot. Exactly. So those are issues that if we're going to talk about politics, this is why I think it's important to know your council members, to talk to the to talk to the people down here that are writing the laws and rules. And this is I mean, it's a whole different topic, but this is why I get involved with politics. This is why I talk mm-hmm. about politics, because I realize fixing issues isn't always about complaining. It's about finding the right person to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so after that, if anybody's seen, I think it was Cedarbrook Apartments on the South End, that they went and red tagged the whole mm-hmm. place. It was like literally two weeks after I had this conversation with the mayor, they went through and red tagged the whole place because of, Stuff like I just said. Yeah. Them being slumlords. And they made it very clear that, and they put it out in the news, they were very public with it, that this is not aimed at the tenants. Understand that we will not let you get put out. Don't get scared about the red tags. It was about the owners. Yeah. Holding them accountable and making them responsible for the properties that they own. Yeah. So great conversation. We yeah. want. I, I definitely want to talk more about that because that's a huge I issue. Think, yeah, I think that could be part of a there's definitely like, a show. There's like definitely a lot, and I think I've been trying to get on. Um, our, I talked to our city council member, and I want to get him on the show, Brandon Betts. I'm calling you out right now. If you are watching or if you see this, I want to get you we on here you. because I, I think that you're awesome for the movement, um, and I want to get your take on a bunch. And if anybody doesn't know a little history on him, um, I talked about this prior, but we had a uh, issue where the police officer had uh, had uh, assaulted there was an ex- a girl, yeah, there was an excessive and force we got complaint. together and did this uh, rally at the cat or at the uh, city hall. And he came and he was one of the guys yelling, "Black lives, they matter here!" And it was just amazing because he was running for city council at the time, and that could have been one of those things that could have really threw him derailed off, derailed his entire it campaign, derailed him completely off. If somebody, but he didn't care because right mm-hmm. is right, right? He's and he, that's who he is, and that's who he is, <laughs> and he and he stands on that. And then on top of that fact, we went to the MLK luncheon this year and I was on the other side of the room from him, but we eventually had spoken and I found out that he had sat during the national anthem the same as I did because I couldn't understand why 
at one of our, you know, at our, I, I don't know how, to, one of the most um, influential people to protest and getting rights for minorities. Uh, what is the, what, what would you call that? The benefit dinner? Or what would we call that? It was a, it was a celebration yeah. of life. It was Why? a luncheon to celebrate his history and his life and his contributions to the black community and everything he fought for. Everything he fought for and all of the protests he put together, but they decided to play the national anthem. And I couldn't understand that because we're in an active protest right now. Yeah, in these still times right ongoing. now. And then it would if, if Martin Luther King was alive today, he would be at the forefront of this standing right next to Colin Kaepernick protesting police brutality through kneeling for the national anthem and i just thought but anyways brandon betch took took a seat over there and it was only me and him that took a seat they actually did a a city pulse article on this um about both of us taking that seat at that and i just thought it was amazing it's a white man we're talking about you know we have allies all over the country all over all different types of colors all different types of backgrounds i mean all different types of financial so so just understand like i want to bring him on to give that perspective and talk about what moves him to be that way. So I'm still calling you out, Brandon. Hopefully, we can get you on here. But then we'll talk about some of those other issues here in the city when we get him on here. So. Absolutely. So, and again, for y'all listeners, keep the the ideas, questions, whatever, inbox those. Get keep them coming to us so that we know what are the things that you know you guys want to talk about. What are the things that are on your minds? What are the things that are important to you and to our communities? Because we will talk about it and we'll try to find somebody else that might be an expert in that field or can, can affect change. That's what we're about. And, yeah. you know, we want to put that knowledge out there, but we also want to affect change where we can as well. And one of these days we're going to figure out what's wrong with me. I don't know when, but eventually we're going to figure out what I'll be doing. What, <laughs> what he be, be doing? What does he be doing? Y'all? What does Mike be doing? We're going to figure it out. One if day. you've ever hung around us though, that is, I do have to, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing right now? Babe? <laughs> I'll, just be, I'll just be living, man. I'll be living my life. I'll be having fun. I love I just be living. That's the best way I can put it to. I do. I be in my own world. It's, it's fun one though. We have fun, and I want to. I want to say hey to Mikhail because Mikhail's watching with like. Hey, Mikhail, what's Mikhail. happening, brother? Missing him. So, um, we appreciate y'all coming on today. I don't know what the show is going to be about tomorrow. We might just yeah. let's see what special guests might want to. Excuse me, might want to pop up on us tomorrow. We'll never know. And it's it's like that. It, it's a it's a it's fluid like that. I mean, it might be something that hits our inbox or a question that gets asked or somebody we talk to or whatever the case may be. That's how the show gets built. That's how like interactive it is. So. Yeah. So I, if anybody has any show ideas, obviously hit us up on um, our YouTube is still we need subscribers over there. Go over there and subscribe to the YouTube America 20 to life. We want to grow. It'll only yeah. get better and, and more beneficial. And make sure you uh, like our page. Yeah, like, also. like and follow on Facebook. Um, you know, Instagram also, and then really important, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube because that's going to be where that that's going to get beefed up and, and built a lot with a lot more content with a lot of things. That's where you're going to find the full links to things. Yeah, yeah the, well, the in between content, but also when we do these shows and we have these conversations, you're going to get a lot more of that info and links and things like that more substantially in, in the, that YouTube description. So yeah. when you have a show and you're like, oh, what show was that? You can find that show, listen to that part, and then you can be able to link on anything that we talked about that's, you know. Yeah, everything that it. we've done up to this point is on our YouTube and it's yep. description. So like she said, if you want to find out what we were talking about with the mental health, I'm putting that on there now, but it'll be on there tonight and then this mm-hmm. one will be on tomorrow. So you can go back and recap that. I mean, stop it, pause it, get all the information. That's important to be able to do that. Those are tools yeah. she gave yesterday, so Absolutely. it's important. What Matt Brown said today, that was, those are all tools you can use. So if you need to re, 
go back and rehash that go back and check it out his info will be in that description as well the things he talked about some of those tips so yeah real quick before we get off here we got eight minutes left but homeless people during the pandemic that's that's crazy i mean that's mm-hmm. a thing it it's is. a thing i mean thank god the weather's warm i mean uh, that's small that's a small thing no, but thank god the imagine if it was the dead of winter right now. oh my goodness because I mean, they which, shut the voa down exactly the voa which housed hundreds of people that I were know. is shut down right now i mean so i can't even imagine but then still they're not getting those meals they were getting there no the shelter that being able to take showers all of that mm-hmm. no i mean that's crazy yeah. yeah i'm so angela we're gonna say that because those are two great topics oh yeah yes. and and i've already spoke on the the you know immigration the, the you know ice and the detention the centers i was just gonna say i was speaking i was talking with a friend last night and um she said one of the things that's been heavy on her mind her significant other is in prison right now he's incarcerated and um he's in the muskegon area and the conditions it's um it's crazy uh, it's very scary for the family. They, they have no, down. no, they have no access. They can't get any updated. You can't on call what's going nobody. On. You can't see anybody. No visitors coming it's in. Not sanitary like it should be. I mean, to the point where they're like, you know, yeah, people just kind of disappear and we don't see them come back. So we don't know if they have it, if they died, no, if they're, they're being death. tested. Everybody in they're there being is quarantined. On a, we don't know. Everybody in there is on a death sentence right now. Honestly, yeah, it's really scary. They're just wait. They're on death row because the, if this corona gets into those jail cells or. Whatever the case is, I mean, it's going to go like crazy. They got recycled air in there. None of them are getting fresh air. And, you know, there's so many layers to people that are in there. It's not as clean cut as some of the idiot people you'll see talking about it. Like, oh, they shouldn't have went to prison. They shouldn't have went to jail. I've not heard anybody. I've seen it. Um, And I think just understand a lot of times when you see something like that, that you just literally go, wow, that's always going to come from um, a a huge place. Well, (laughs) it's always going to come from Tom Rose. Um, But the person watching Tom, I know who you are. I just haven't said it. The person behind that fake page, though, is typically coming from a huge place of privilege. So it's nice to have that privilege. But not everybody, you know, is afforded that. So we're going to come from a place of reality when we have discussions and talk about that. Yeah. So I appreciate everybody coming and tuning in. We will be back on tomorrow, eight o'clock and we're going to bring these topics up. I think tomorrow's topic is going to have to be pandemic and people who uh, don't have any choice in the matter of being where they are. Homeless people, um, prisoners, people in the detention camps. I'm going to do some research on that. I want to know what they're doing over there. They said that they're kind of just waiting for the inevitable for the thing to run rampant in there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Um, what you say here? Let me bring this up real quick. I worry about my fiance working in there in the jail with him bringing germs home and such like that with me having lupus I understand as well. that oh. completely, Sam. We were in the same, yeah, I mean, same yeah. situation. It's stressful. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would like to talk on that aspect because we're kind of in the same boat. I can't really talk too much on it, but I will say that um, it's it's almost like one of those things that's a gamble. It really is. It's a gamble whether or not and where I'm at, they they really did well with it. And I can't I can't really open up too much about where I'm at or where I work at or anything like that. But I will say they handled it very well um, to accommodate given her status of having lupus. So I'm very grateful. I'm appreciative. I'm indebted to that aspect. So, I mean, it's one of those things that um, you see on the Internet, on Facebook and so on they're they're doing little things like i seen the other day where people who have rvs and motorhomes that are just stored someplace they're they're allowing first responders and people like and i'd say 
anybody that's on the front line, that's that's anybody working in a store or whatever, they may have somebody at home that is immune compromised. They're allowing those people to stay in those places. In Detroit, I think they're, they've opened up hotel rooms for those people to stay there. And it sucks because now you're quarantined away from your loved ones. And that person with lupus has to stay in the house by themselves all the time. Don't get me wrong. It's a terrible situation. But sometimes it may be the only situation to keep somebody safe. So if I was in a position where I had to be in his position, I would have to do that. If that makes sense. I would have to stay away. I wouldn't be able to come home because... Um, the you risk know, just is, the risk is just too great for me to bring it home to her before yeah. a vaccine is ready or whatever the case is. And really, this thing is about buying time. I don't know how to tell that to anybody yeah, to I make them saying. understand. But if you can buy time, if you've got vacation time, if you've got, uh, you know, whatever the case is, it's about buying time until they find a cure, find a um, a, uh, a vaccination or vaccination find some type or- of therapy. It's just about buying time because they're going to find these mm-hmm. things. Proven therapies they're that going no to. work. So that, if we can just know. get through and buy some time to get to that point. Oh, she says, so, so, uh, is he, um, so she says, yeah, I've been by myself for a minute now. So he must be quarantining away from home then, mm-hmm. which is what's, I mean, that's kind of what's And it's happen. such a precarious situation right now because, um, as someone, you know, with, lupus or any type of autoimmune disease or things like that you know unfortunately sometimes you're in the position where you need people um and whether it's because you you know you're ill or you just can't do for yourself etc whatever the case may be but this is a really stressful time for that because sometimes your significant other unfortunately is in some ways your caretaker they become your caregiver at times and so when your caregiver has to be quarantined away from you but it's I don't like, think it yeah. would have been possible for us because like the, the first I think we quarantined for a week and it wasn't even a week and she was in a full flare. And everybody who understands or seen the show when we talked about that knows what that flare looks like. And for her, I mean, it was it was pretty bad. So, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like I don't think I could be away from home. No, I, that was a time when I and, and just thank God things happened the way that they did. But that was one of those times that I absolutely needed him because I was bedridden physically bedridden and without him and everybody else is quarantined so it's one of those situations it's not like i can just call someone else to come and help me out i just need some help because we're all quarantined so nobody can come in so it's a it's it's a tough situation in what? so many areas what is she saying oh um Roger. I, yeah what her um uh fiance is roger's uh brother oh yeah no, 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 no. Yep, yep yep i didn't i didn't know who this was yeah who is Sam Chambers? I'm sorry. Uh, so Sam is um, a member of my lupus support group. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, oh, yeah, yeah. Just say, and you guys can probably see the t-shirt. and oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of things that we'll always talk about in America 20 Life, but um, lupus is going to be one of them. And COVID-19 obviously affects all things. And that's one of them. This quarantine is having so many effects on everybody. But there are, to your point, the RV thing. Um, there's other companies, American Cancer Society, um, right now has opened up their Hope Lodges, which Hope Lodges are basically a free place to stay when people have to travel for treatment. So when you got to get chemo, radiation, doctor's appointments, you have to go. You can stay there for free, kind of like Ronald McDonald House, but it's, you know, for families. Those are now opened up wherever um, they're located for people to go in quarantine and stay, you know, that work in the hospitals, stuff like that. So everybody's having to make all these concessions, you know, because of all this dangerous stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, it was scary because when you were going through that first that bout with the flare we had 
you had the medication issue. So I guess we'll talk about that yeah, another time. Yeah, okay. that's another in, show topic. She had to go into a doctor's office, and that, nobody wants to be in a doctor's office right now because, I mean, everybody's got corona. <laughs> Going to, like, the so, heart of the... Uh, it was just really It tough. was really and stressful. I'm glad, I'm glad that I was available, able to be here. Um, like I said, it's just, uh, it's been a blessing. For sure. But yeah, more, to- again, good cap- topics. We're going to definitely write all these down and delve a little bit more into them. So thank you guys. we're going to get out of here. Love y'all. Um, hope to see y'all soon. Yes. Pay attention to uh, what's going on tomorrow. We'll probably update y'all sometime around yeah. two o'clock on what the show is going to be about tomorrow. Yeah. We want to keep you guys all tuned in. So love you all. Love y'all. Thanks. Can't for wait to talk to you. In. Not about you. Peace. America, 20 to life. Yo, excuse me, Miss Lynn. Yeah. Have you ever seen a show with a couple on the mic with bad content and it don't come out right? We tight. They ain't never tight. And that's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight on this very mic, you're about to hear. We, we swear, swear the, the best, best podcast of the year. So, so. Here we go. Scream Bravo. Also, if you, you didn't, didn't know, this is our show. Hey, I like that. Here we go. America. Twenty to life. <laughs>